Welcome everyone to the Principles Podcast with Corey and Logan. Thanks for making the time and taking the time out of your day. Uh, we wanted to use this podcast as an opportunity to share with you people's stories uh, because we can learn from experience, our own experience, but also the experiences of other people. And um, really excited about some of the people that that we're going to get the opportunity to interview. And we call it Principles because there are principles that a lot of these uh people live by and uh, we can learn from their experiences right so we learn from our own experiences but also the experiences of other people and uh, today I'm super excited about bringing to you guys somebody that's really made an impact on my life he's a friend of mine he's a mentor and at one point I called him boss man right he was the he was the owner of the place I used to work at and really excited to have my friend, Tanny Crawford. So, Tanny, welcome to the podcast today, man. Hey, Corey. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. We've, we've done this a time or two before, so I really appreciate you having me on here to share the story and, and uh, just to kind of riff a little bit. Yeah, riff a little bit. Uh, we've got some, got some good things planned, I think. And uh, so, Tanny, right now you serve as a vice president of a company. And how, so tell a little bit about what you do right now, vice president. How many um, outpatient clinics do you guys have and how many people do you lead right now? Oh, so right now, Corey, we've got 10 outpatient physical therapy clinics, um, uh, somewhere close to probably 60 employees, um, a lot of physical therapists, PTAs, physical therapy assistants, uh, patient access coordinators that got a strong building force. And um, that's just, uh, that's kind of in a nutshell, uh, we're located pretty much in Mississippi, uh, but we're spread out from the north central part to the south central part of Mississippi. So, um, yeah, I am VP of operations for the outpatient clinics right now. Um, and it's going pretty well. Um, it's really been, it's been fun. I've been in here about eight months now, gotten to, it was a whole new load of people that I had to meet, uh, learn personalities, uh, learn what makes people tick and what ticks people off and, you know, everybody's <laughs> different, you know, so, but it's been fun. It's been stressful. And so I know, um, this is going to be a good podcast today. It is, it is. And you've pretty much always been in a some kind of leadership role. Vice president now, you uh, before this role, you're in a leadership role. Before that, uh, you were owner, part owner of Physical Therapy Clinic. So take us on the journey. Like, how did you go from here to there, right? Like, how did you get to here where you are right now? So tell a little bit about your background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'll just kind of give you a, a quick story. Um, so I was raised in the Southern part of, uh, of South Jackson, really Mississippi. So Jack affectionately known by some of our Mississippi folks, but I went to college, university of Southern Mississippi, um, studying exercise physiology and biomechanics in an effort to pursue the medical field. Cause I knew, um, I lost my mom pretty early age. Um, uh, I was in ninth grade. So that was kind of the time that I was, um, you know, on into high school a little bit and starting to kind of figure out a path. And so the only two fields I really knew anything about were medicine and physical therapy. So went to college uh, after graduating undergrad, went to PT school at uh, UMC, University of Mississippi Medical Center. Um, I came out working for a an already established PT company out of South Mississippi. But I always knew I really I wanted to have my own clinic. Um, whether I was going to be a doctor at medical school or, or go to medical school, be a doctor and own my own clinic or PT school. Um, I knew I wanted to own my own company. 
so worked for that uh, first company there for a little while. And uh, so then I partnered with three other therapists and we began our journey with our company um, early 2004. So um, that one, that one ran really good for quite a while. We sold that company um, to a larger national group in 2015, uh, worked a three-year contract with them, um, which I was on the corporate side of the team at that point. And so really helped me learn a lot about, about metrics and about uh, private investment groups and boards. So I worked my three-year contract with those guys and um, switched gears after that, was hired on as director for business development for a uh, direct primary care company called New Care MD. It was in Madison. So that was a new, that was a new um, avenue for me too. I didn't know much about that. Did a lot of learning in that, that experience. Um, and then was recruited by the company I now work for um, to manage and to be sort of a turnaround artist for these PT clinics. Um, it was a Mississippi-based company that had some financial difficulties a couple years ago. The company that I'm working for now bought them out of bankruptcy and uh, needed to make a comeback. So they, they called me and knew I had run some outpatient PT clinics before and um, decided to hire me to give me a chance to try to, um, produce that comeback. So, um, and man, in, in between, you know, that sounds so simple, but in between those transition points, um, you know, as you know, we're friends, you know, there's, I've got an entrepreneurial spirit, uh, and my wife and a close friend have both told me I make them dizzy sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but I've just never stopped believing I'm going to be successful in every, yeah. you know, in every way. Um, so I, you know, it's just, it's just, that's kind of gets you caught up to date, but there's been a lot of, you know, whew, a lot of transitions and trouble along the way. So yeah. that's a, that's my 20 year synopsis. Yeah. 20 years. Boom. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that, that caught me when you were talking about your story and going through PT school and, and you're, you're considering you always knew, right? You, you said it, you knew that you wanted to have your own practice. And I think a lot of people don't know what they want, right? Yeah. And because they don't know what they want, they miss opportunities. I, and, and I was just kind of curious to see if, uh, I just find it interesting that you knew exactly what you wanted. And when the opportunity presented itself, you saw it and acted on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Um, Sometimes you have to, you have to take that act, uh, that that action. You know, God plant, God will plant seeds, and you know you got to be aware and and you know you got to feel those feelings and then act on them. So that was, that was something that I, I did. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why I was writing something this morning, and I've heard John Maxwell talk about you know there's five frogs on the log, right? And four decided to jump in the water. How many of them got wet? None of them, because all they did was decide, right? None yeah. of them. So, um, Danny, you know, somebody will, somebody's listening to this, um, they hear your story and they hear a lot of success, right? That, that's probably what they hear. But what they may miss is there's sometimes some adversity that comes along with that, right? They, they, they may look at Tanny Crawford and say, that guy doesn't know anything about adversity, right? I, but you and I have been talking a good bit about that here recently. I, I just, 
you know, I want to open it up to you right there. Talking a little bit about adversity and how that shapes you into who you are too. Oh man, look, you said sometimes, no, it's all the time. <laughs> there's no, there's no sometimes. I, I don't, there's nobody that's, um, uh, been viewed. I still don't view myself as successful. I just, I just have issues and problems like everybody, everybody else, but how Tanny deals with adversity. Um, so <laughs> I'm reading an anger management book right now, if that tells you anything, uh, <laughs> adversity is such a strong word. Uh, but really at the core of, of who I am, uh, it's synonymous with growth. Um, if, uh, I guess we're riffing here a little bit. Have you ever seen the YouTube video of that guy talking about the lobster and how lobsters grow through adversity? Uh-uh, I haven't seen um, it. I, I can't remember his name is rabbi something, but you can YouTube and Google it, but uh, how lobsters grow. It's about a minute long video, but it talks about how lobsters, um, they start to, they start growing. And when they experience discomfort of that shell, they go under a rock and shed their shell so they can produce a new one. But it's not until they feel uncomfortable and then take the action of getting under the rock so they can shed that shell. He says it a whole lot better than I did, but um, it's a great video. But story, long story is that, you know, you, you grow through adversity. So um, it's not until you feel uncomfortable as um, that's when you, that's when you actually grow and so there's no way to feel uncomfortable if you're not facing adversity so um but seriously i think of adversity as training also like a marathon or long distance um event but with obstacles and holes and falls um it's, it's people that don't like you plans that go wrong layoffs divorces deaths um these are obstacles we all face along the journey some of them are with work some of them are with family some of them uh both of those at the same time, but, um, on adversity, you know, also I think about God never promised an easy road. So why do we think success is going to be an easy road? I think yeah. it's a natural, I think maybe the devil plants that in us, but God never promised an easy road. Um, first of all, knowing that God's orchestrating this path that we're on, um, uh, helps me. And I have to, I have to go back to that every time a little adversity or a lot of adversity hits. I have to go back and like, okay, Tanny, you're not in control here. Um, uh, I, as a human, I, I try to, I guess I just take control all the time. Like this headset probably makes me look like I'm piloting a <laughs> piloting an airplane, but God never promised that it would be easy. And so if I relinquish control, let God do the work, it's the best way to handle adversity. Uh, but easier said than done. Um, you know, I like to also say there's three stages in life. You're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or headed into a storm. Yeah. And you could use sunshine in any of those three, uh, those those three phases of life, life also. But um, adversity, to me, it's almost like a scale. There's, there's, you know, kind of a easy to moderate adversity. And then there's also heavy adversity. And so, um, you know, you can almost put them on a scale. Uh, like a like a exercise scale, um, you know. If you lift weights, if you're if you're trying to strengthen biceps, lightweight uh, is not going to make them as strong as heavyweight. So, um, knowing that I have to go through adversity and dealing with it while I'm in there, um, it's basically training that success muscle. Mm. You know, if we wanted to put analogies in there, you, success will not grow and will not get stronger 
um, unless you go through adversity. So yeah. it's really a workout for the success muscle. Some people shy away from it. I'm guilty of that. Um, again, my wife will tell you, you know, I'm the first one to try to put, put something off um, or not answer an email or not call somebody back because that uneasy, uncomfortable feeling of having to call somebody to give them bad news or mm -hmm. emailing somebody back that um, is uh, maybe just irritating you. But um, so I guess first, first of all, knowing that God's in control and um, coming back to scripture. And then the last thing I think, Corey, is really in, uh, surrounding yourself with people uh, who will help you through it. Cause you yeah. cannot do anything by yourself. Yeah. If there's no, there's, there's no, there was no initial PT company without my partners. There was no uh, recruitment into this position without um, people in my network who the recruiter knew. Um, so it's all um, people, people are better at, you know, surround yourself with people that are better at life than you better Christians, better dads, better husbands. Um, they will lift you up in those times of adversity. So let me ask you uh, this. How, how do you know you got the right people? Right. So we know we got, you know, uh, the people we surround ourselves with is very vital to our detriment, but also to our success. How do you, I mean, how do you know that you got the right folks in your corner? Right. Yeah. That's, that's a great, I mean, man, I, you know, sometimes it's a gut Yeah. to me. Sometimes it's a gut feeling. Um, sometimes it is more of a, um, all right, are these people tearing me down? Um, and if they're tearing me down, are they really trying to help me? Or are these people actually here? You know, what are the, what's their motivation? Yeah. Um, you know, so. Um, you know, uh, what, what comes to my mind too is, as you're kind of thinking there too, is there are some people that are, that are genuine friends and out of genuine love, right? Like out of when you're in adversity or you're going through a tough time, they may be saying something that trying to help, but it's really not doing any good, right? It, yeah. What immediately comes to my mind is the, we're talking about scripture, the book of Job, where Job's friends were trying to tell him all these things, right? But, but it wasn't the right thing. And um, who we surround ourselves with plays a huge role in, in, in what we do and kind of what we think. I also think about, I talk to entrepreneurs a lot, right? Yeah. And uh, they've got these big ideas and big goals and those kind of things. And, um, they'll allow the thoughts and the opinions of friends and family members to hold them back. Um, so I, I really just wanted to, because I think successful people and success leaves clues too, right? Yeah. Uh, successful people surround themselves with successful people. So I just want to kind of get your thoughts on how you know you get the right folks in your corner, you know? So. Oh yeah. 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 I, you know, I think it, those people, they'll help you up when they, they don't, they don't, they aren't, um, uh, they're not gone when you're, when you fall and they're not just around when you're up on the mountaintop, you know, so you got mountaintops and you got valleys and you, your friends are going to be there at the mountaintop and your friends are going to be there in the valleys. Yeah. And so you just got to have the time is time, time and gut probably are your best to, uh, best litmus test for that. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, um, you know, over the last few years, you've gone through a few transitions <laughs> and, and I, I've talked to you a good bit and I've, I've seen the kind of the struggle with the decisions, right? Should I, shouldn't I, I could do this. I could not do that. You know, those kind of things. And I'd love for you just to share just how you think about those transitions and, and 
just open up a little bit if you if you don't mind to anyone that's listening how you've made it through those transitions how you uh your decision making process through that oh yeah well man it's it's transitions um you know i don't think negatively of transitions themselves sometimes they will bring adversity um the devil uses transitions in the bible oftentimes uh as points of attack but um transitions themselves are natural day to night uh sunny weather to uh, uh cloudy weather you know hot to cold the only thing that's constant in life is change and so yeah. you know mississippi seasons are changing right now this is the end of february so spring is spring is headed our way and so you know jim Rohn talks about that you know spring always follows what yeah yeah so <laughs> whatever that um, is <laughs> yeah yeah spring always follows uh winter and, and, yeah. and summer always follow yep always follows spring <laughs> and so guess what one season's gonna happen for a certain period of time maybe one week one month six months eight months one year um so you know that's kind of what i was talking about earlier it goes right back to that the, you're either um in a storm coming out of a storm or going into a storm doesn't mean it has a negative connotation it just like it, like it is what it is. You got a red light, green light, or, or yellow light. You just nothing negative about it. Um, but uh, again, life's about transitions. All of life is transitions from childhood to adulthood, <laughs> pagers to cell phones, right? Yeah. Razor flips to iPhones, one kid to two kids, two kids to three kids, um, you know, single to married, all that good stuff. And so transitions themselves aren't negative. Um, and I guess you could say our perception of them is going to be negative or positive, but God never intended for us to stay in, in one phase of life. Um, you know, he works on transformation, transforming us into his image. And, um, you know, it's a, it's just a process. So uh, as I've gone from, um, you know, from the school transitions to career transitions, it's really become, almost like I wake up on Monday morning, like, all right, what does this week hold? Here's the direction I need to go. Um, Cause again, God's only going to give us, he's only going to allow us to see a certain distance in front of us and no more. Yeah. So you got to be okay with that. And you know, transitions are in that fog somewhere. You're just not up to them yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, but, but you know, I, I'm always pretty, pretty happy uh, most of the time, but, but um some of these storms can knock you down mentally and I think, you know, maintaining a sense of humor through it all. Um, but it's that, it's that, it's that getting up in the mornings, renewing your mind, setting your mind right for the day. Um, and then just, you know, kind of being like, okay, it's coming, you know, gotta get that mind, right. Get that um, mind, right, man. I know. I want to, I want to share a story with you real quick. Yeah. I haven't, I've never told you this. Uh, so big transition as you talk about transition one of the transitions in my life and how you've really made an impact on me you don't even know this right so uh -oh. uh, <laughs> but but you really helped me out you called me the a word one time you called me the a word <laughs> oh lord oh lord so, so i was working in the clinic and uh it, it came to that time where you know you do the um oh what's it called the year review right the year review the yeah, yeah whatever Can you're yes. making me nervous now. This is a podcast, you know, right? <laughs> I got to keep you on your toes, Danny. So uh, you were doing my yearly review, and I remember getting it, and you, you marked me, and you gave me the A word. 
average is what it was. You put average out beside my name. And it really bothered me the whole day. We, we did it early in the morning and uh, I wasn't bothered at you or I wasn't bothered at anybody else. And I, I couldn't pinpoint why it really bothered me. And I thought about it all day. And uh, later that evening, I was actually working late. And uh, I sat down and you had also done uh, our friend that, that worked with me at the time. You had done his review too. And I was working at the computer and I could, I looked out of the corner of my eye and I could see his. And I was like, <laughs> I had that internal conflict. Should I look at it? Should I not? Should I? Shouldn't I? And uh, the bad part of me got me, Tanny. So I flipped his over <clears throat> and he got it a little above average, right? And it really just took the knife and just dug into the A word that I saw. And I finally realized why it bothered me so much was because it was the reality, right? So it was reality. I, I had become complacent and content and really was living average. And that night I went home and that's when Kim and I planted the seed and we made the decision to get out of our comfort zone and pack all of our stuff up and move across the country to Phoenix. And it was that night, but it was getting out of our comfort zone. You helped me realize that average and mediocre and being complacent, um, there's no growth in that, right? And uh, it was at that point I determined I'd, I'd never be average again. So I, I want to say thank you for that, <laughs> helping me not be average. <laughs> That's not not as bad of uh, a word as, as uh, I think our all all our minds went to. But yeah, uh, you know, yeah, we were, you know, um, you know, when you're young um, and you know, fresh out of school, unless you've done a whole lot of of personal development, self development you have no idea where you are. Yeah. Mean, you haven't really ever been through any testing. And so when you get out and you work um, and you know, that was, that was my human opinion of the work at the time. And so uh, you know, you never know where you are. And so, you know, just like in school, life gives us tests and uh, we, we, you know, I think we need to be graded time to time, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad. I remember you, you talk about going to, uh, going to Phoenix in 119 degrees. You're talking about being in some heat, um, yeah. Yeah. life and scorpions in your shoes and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, I was, I was working at a, I was doing some home health out there and I, I went into a patient's home and they were doing just bed mobility. And there's a scorpion right up on the wall. And I was like, you know, <clears throat> we have cockroaches in Mississippi. Is this kind of like a cockroach? <laughs> Can I like slap it on the wall? <laughs> Can you like smack it? I don't know if you can do that or not. Uh, or if my hand would blow up, right? Kind of doubt it, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. Anyway, well, uh, that that really was a huge transition in my life, but uh, having having, but also, you know, you think about that too. I could have seen that as the negative. It wasn't about the fifty cents that I was going to get, right? The fifty mm. cents extra that I could have gotten, uh, but it was the really taking a step back and detaching to really assess where the reality was, right? And you've talked a lot about transitions and um, kind of growth and those kind of things. And, it, and it's kind of like we had mentioned, uh, I think, the other day about ref how you, gold is refined, right? So that refining process of, you know, how you get gold out, you, you stick it in the fire, right? Mm. And uh, those kind of things. You care to share a little bit about that that refining process oh you know i love the analogy that 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 gives us but we are we are um our precious metals to god if you will but uh this is another good thing to look up but the refining process of gold um where gold is 
plucked from the mountainside. It's plucked from its place of comfort. It's comfortable in that dirt. It loves being in that mountain. So it's plucked from the mountainside, uh, you know, scrubbed and cleaned uh, from that point. It's just a chunk. And then it's placed in this really hot um, cauldron for a, a certain length of time. And so while it's in that heat, the gold, the refining process, it basically boils off the impurities and the dross, if you will, which is just the extra dirt, minerals, and stuff all around there. So um, it's not until the uh, goldsmith can see his reflection in the gold, uh, that's when it's removed out of the heat. And so I think God, you know, it's a good analogy to us that God will have us in these trial periods. And I know that that move for you to Phoenix was stressful. It's another transition time. Um, but God has us in these periods of heat for certain lengths of time until we come back around and he can see his reflection in us. And then he'll pull us back out for a little while. Yeah. And so I just love that. I love that visual there. Um, you know, we get good and comfortable sitting where we are and all of a sudden we're plucked out. Um, you know, we didn't ask to be plucked out, but he plucks us out, puts us in that fire um, until he can see his reflection in there. So, yeah, that man just gives us a bigger picture of of the little fires and the big fires that were put in time to time. So, yeah, that's good stuff right there. It is good. Um, <clears throat> a couple of months back, I, I was going through Proverbs a good bit. And there's it's interesting. There's two verses of scripture. They're very similar. And it says gold, you know, for the furnace, silver for the crucible, but men, God tests men's heart, right? Later on, now if you're a Bible scholar, please don't call me out if I I'm totally messed the scripture up, right? You know what I'm saying here, right? Uh -huh. Later on, though, it says the same exact, the first part of that is exactly the same, you know, gold for the furnace, silver for the crucible, but men are tested by their praise, right? So I was thinking about that. Two very similar um uh, passages, but one is God's testing their heart. Like, what, what are your true desires? And then um, the other one talks about when you are getting all the praise, maybe you're getting the recognition, uh, people are patting you on the back. Where, where's your heart at in those moments as well, right? So uh, I, I thought that was really good. I want to ask you a question that Kim asked me the other day, and I thought it was really good. And uh, she said, so Kim's my wife, for anyone listening doesn't know her. Um, she said, what do you think would happen if every single person in the world used every ounce of their gifts and talents, like used it all to their fullest potential? I, you know, and it kind of took me back because uh, I hadn't thought about that before. I just love to hear your thought on that. So like what first comes to your mind since you're wise tanny you know uh oh, Lord. Love, to, love to hear your thoughts <laughs> kelly close your ears on that one on um <laughs> no what, what would happen if uh, if if everybody used their what their, their talent, talent? Oh. yeah like to the maximum that they possibly could like you know used it uh, all it, it, i think if that's happening we're in heaven we're already in heaven right because that's where people will use their talents and gifts to the fullest right yeah i've just been kind of riffing here because uh off the cuff but um you know here on here on earth i'm not convinced i think we talked about this in the very beginning i'm not convinced that everybody knows what their talents and gifts are yeah yep. I'm, I'm sure i've got two or three still that are uncovered i have no idea yep um 
so I think, you know, we could go off all kind of tangents with this, but I think the devil keeps us busy. Um, so we don't know what our talents are, but uh, I digress that that's, you know, I think heaven's really where everybody will use those talents to their, uh, to their fullest. That's what church is supposed to be. Um, you know, all our different members and uh, beliefs and ethnicities all together, uh, putting, laying aside our egos and our work, what we do for a living and using our gifts. If it's, uh, if it's singing or administration or cooking or baking or counseling, um, um, you know, I think that would be beautiful. Uh, I don't, you know, that's a, that's a tough question, man. I think if, if, yeah, if we, if we, you know, I know God would, would bless us immeasurably already has, but, um, gosh, it's hard to even imagine what this world would be like if everybody, uh, if everybody used those. So yeah. I don't know. I think if they, I think if it would be a picture of heaven. I think you're right. You know, and, and when she said that, the first thing that came to my mind is I think there would be a lot of evil gone because a lot of evil comes from people looking outside of themselves and looking to other people, like wanting the things of other people, wanting to get back at other people, wanting to take stuff from other people, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of focusing on them and focusing on what they have and what they have to offer. I, I think a lot of things would, would, um, kind of disappear especially evil things so i thought that was a great question really one to ponder oh yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and that's a tough one to off the cuff to answer right there but i mean uh, it, I you yeah that. if you think about it too if, if everybody was going to use their god-given talents and uh and gifts that you know the devil would uh, may ramp up his his uh uh military as well i don't know <laughs> that'd be something though yeah yeah well uh tanny i man you've added a ton of value I, Anything else that you'd like to add to uh, that would add value to anyone listening um, as they're on their growth journey? Really, um, if you can wake up every day um, with a renewed mind, um, not carrying any past regrets with you, uh, those are under our control mentally. Um, it's not easy to do, but letting go of past regrets and um, just remo renewing your mind every morning um, as you step into the day and then reminding yourself, you know, what are my gifts and what are my talents? Write them down if you have to, and then finding a way to use those every day um, to help somebody or multiple people. That's yeah. probably my, my go-to for this Wednesday. Yeah. 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 Be intentional about it and use your gifts. That's what it sounds like you're saying. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> thank you guys for taking the taking the listen. Hey, uh, we ask you to like, subscribe, and share this with someone. If you know someone that this would add value to, hey, share it with them. Also, we're doing this podcast uh, for you to get your story out, right? Uh, your story could add value to other people. And if you've got a story, you know someone who's got a great story, uh, reach out to us at Corey at CoreyLeeLeadership.com, and we would love to have you on and uh, give you a platform to share your story and add value to other people. So thank you again, Tanny, for taking time You're out welcome. of your day. Man, you added a ton of value, and uh, thank you for taking the listen. You guys have a great day, and God bless. Thank you all.